Welcome to the Live Lucky Podcast, where we discuss the lucky strategies that bridge the gap between who you are and who you want to be. I'm your host, Blake Suzellis. Get ready to face the worst of yourself, shift your perspectives, deepen your love, and broaden your wisdom to live and lead others in a lucky life. Welcome back, everybody, to the Live Lucky Podcast. In the intro of our podcast, I talk about facing the worst of yourself. Well, today is one of those days. We're going to discuss fear. I mean, there's so many ways to learn and grow from fear, but today we're going to look at it through the lens of, drumroll, Harry Potter. And so uh, in the movie, I don't know if you guys remember this, but in The Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, Harry and his fellow student wizards are faced with a locked, I don't know what to call it, wardrobe of sorts. And the scene begins by drawing you into fear as you hear the wardrobe shake from whatever mysterious entity is locked inside. You know, and then the teacher asks, you know, does anybody know what is inside? One student answers, you know, it's a it's a boggart. Uh, and of course, Hermione, you know, follows with stating, as she does, you know, that no one knows what a boggart looks like because they present as your greatest fear. So, you know, you see all the kids line up and they're kind of all nervous. You can kind of tell no one really wants to go first. Um, but for the first student, the boggart, it presents as the feared Professor Snape. The teacher um, of this particular class instructs this student that whatever he thinks, the rest of the class will see when he casts the ridiculous spell. He casts the spell, and Professor Snape is then dressed in his grandmother's clothes, and everyone's just laughing. And what happens is the student who's that was his greatest fear You can just see his shoulders relax, his body relax. He starts laughing, and it's almost as if the fear loses the power over him in that moment. And so um, the next student, um, you know, fears giant spiders. And with that ridiculous spell, he ends up having roller skates put on the spider. And Well, anyway, you get the picture. So what is the point here? I mean, these 13-year-old students are facing the worst of themselves, the, the, their worst fear. And most of them would have rather just left it inside the locked wardrobe. But if they had, what would have happened? Exactly, nothing would have changed. Fear would have still won. It would still have its grips on them. Um, And they would have still kept fearing the thing lingering in the unknown. I mean, it's not any great news, or new news rather, I should say, that avoidance is not a helpful strategy. Um, You know, for me, and I think probably for many, I imagine, you know, my greatest fear was that I wasn't enough. I mean, I spent so many years trying to work harder, be nicer, give more. Where did it get me? I mean, 
I can tell you it didn't make me feel good about myself in, in terms of self-confidence or, you know, the way I viewed myself. You know, in the, it would give me momentary pleasure of I helped somebody or I did something for somebody or I felt productive. Um, but in terms of who I really am, uh, not just what I do, um, it really didn't help me. You know, it didn't attract people to me either. I mean, when you get into that kind of people-pleasing mode where you're just doing things to really manipulate the people around you for a certain outcome, I mean, that's really what we're doing as people-pleasers. You know, we try to say and do the things that everybody around us wants to hear and and feel, but it's if it's not truly you, and it's just a chameleon version of you, um, again, it doesn't help you and it doesn't help them. And, and ultimately, they don't end up building trust and being attracted to you in that way. You know, and this strategy of, you know, it didn't get my needs met, obviously. You know, I didn't, I had lots of friends, but no real close friends. And so it was like I wasn't getting the connection needs I, I desired. I didn't feel necessarily loved or accepted or even really safe, you know. I've always felt like I was less than, alone, you know, in a lot of ways, and, and just not enough, you know. And I really do believe that the stress of it all probably contributed to being diagnosed with leukemia. Um... You know, I was living in fear all the time. And maybe some of you guys feel that too, you know. And maybe it's time, just like these kiddos in uh, Harry Potter facing their boggart, you know, maybe it's time to go ahead and open up that wardrobe. You know, what is your boggart? You know, perhaps you need to face the fear of having a discussion with somebody. You know, I, we, we talk about how public speaking is probably the number one fear of people, at least in America. I don't know if it's around the world. But just even having a discussion with somebody can be a very fearful thing. You know, I mean, even if it's your best friend, your spouse, your kids, sometimes that fear is just paralyzing because you're afraid of the outcome or the feeling that it might, you know, produce, or, um, or maybe the way that the other people will view you or treat you. Um, or maybe it's, you know, your greatest fear is actually something that's more internal, you know, like mine was. Perhaps, you know, maybe you are, you are very angry and resentful and aggressive, you know, I would see this as kind of the other end of the pendulum from where I was, both equally damaging in different ways. Uh, one, one was neither helpful, neither one of the ends of the spectrum are very helpful. Um, but what is the thing that you need to go ahead and open up that wardrobe today? Or maybe this weekend? Setting aside time sometime to maybe just journal about it. You know, or just go ahead and dive in and have that discussion with whoever it is that you need to. You know, I'm able to share my stories with you guys, um, you know, because most people wouldn't be able to talk about these deepest parts of themselves. Uh, but number one, that's not who I am anymore. And I know that. 
I don't fear that, you know, I am my past anymore. That person is only my past. It's not my present. It's not my future. It's only my past. Doesn't define who I am today. So that's number one. That's why I can share that with you. But number two, it is also because I do want to be helpful. And I feel like I'm in a position where because I know who I am, I can do that. And I want to just invite you guys and continue to invite you guys every time I talk to you to step one foot closer to who you want to be. Because that's when you get to be able to be in this spot where you don't, it's not that you don't care what people think about you, but it doesn't paralyze you anymore, right? It's like, I recognize I still, me, who I want to be is someone who is loving. I want to be someone who is curious. I want to be someone, you know, who can be helpful to people. And that's what's important to me. Now, if they can't receive the gift, then that's okay. But I'm not going to take that on as my responsibility. I can only be the giver. I can't be both ends. You know, in the past, I tried to be both when I was trying to manipulate by people-pleasing. And I know that word manipulation has can really come across as a sting to some of you, maybe even recognizing this strategy for the first time. But listen, it is just a strategy. Okay? It's not who you are. You can set down one strategy and pick up another one because it's not ripping apart who you are. It's just something that you're doing. Okay, and so again, this is just a strategy. If that that idea of manipulation is a sting to you and it's really difficult to really see yourself for who you are in this moment, totally get it, absolutely. But like I said, it's just a strategy. It's not who you are. And for those of you who are maybe the receiving end of that, recognize the person who is using that strategy, that's not who they are either. Okay, this is going to build empathy for ourselves and for others. Now, I was talking to someone about this idea of the Bogart the other day, and uh, it was so great because we got to the point where we were actually laughing about her fears. I mean, it, it was just the greatest experience, and I just wanted to invite you guys into even that laughter about seeing how silly, silly it is that we're possibly fearing certain things. You know, don't give it the power. It's it's kind of one of those ideas of, you know, if you feed something, what's going to happen? It grows. If you starve it, what happens? It dies. Okay? Think about that, especially when it comes to fear. Now, how does facing your boggart help you lead lucky? Well... It will allow you to be who you want to be as a leader. I mean, it allows you to step into confidence and connection. And it, it creates this ability to set consequences and boundaries way more easily. You know, it will also help you catch people doing good uh, to really positively reinforce behavior and building that sense of a team. Because what you really are desiring is the team trust. You know, you want to trust each other and you want them to trust you as the leader. And the truth is they need to trust 
that you can handle their junk. <laughs> and that's what I'm, so whether it's they're complaining or whether, whatever it might be, it's like you can hear it, see the truth in it, not take responsibility for it in terms of you are personally responsible, but just recognizing what you are, you do have control over and, and just not really get phased by the drama or the junk, right? Now, if your team is your family and you are the parent, the same thing applies, right? Like this isn't about you, your kids' mistakes, all of those things. That's not about you, right? So as you step into the leader of the family, it's recognizing you're just there to manage all of the junk, (laughs) you know? And so we just do the best that we can. Um, So in closing, guys, what is one thing you will take away from today's episode? And what are you going to do with it? How is it going to change your week? How is it going to change your relationships? How will it decrease your fear? And that's going to change everything. All right, guys. I always say this. Living lucky is not living alone. Because it's true, right? If this was helpful, if this episode was helpful, please share it. And and do me a favor, actually. Please like it. Rate this on the podcast that you're listening to. You know, it'd be really helpful for other people to be able to connect with this content. Um, And, of course, connect with us on uh, social medias. Post questions. You know, the links are always in the notes. Um, And follow us to know when the next episode is available to. You know, I'm just super excited to share uh, that at this point, Live Lucky Therapy is actually up and running now on uh, liveluckytherapy.com. And uh, so if you are interested in getting into that self-guided 12-month video-based therapy uh, for only $10 a month for students, $30 a month for adults, um, it's ready to go. Now, I appreciate you guys. Love being here with you today, and I really look forward to discussing more about living lucky next time. Have a great day, guys. 